Good morning, everybody, and welcome. It is so good to have you joining us here on the airwaves today. You're listening to Faith FM 87.6, 87.8, and 88 right across Australia. Positively different radio with Lyle and... Mon, good morning, Lyle. How are you? Yeah, I'm great today. It's always good good, good to be alive on a bright and cheery morning. It certainly is, Lyle. Lyle, I have... I have a bit of a dilemma. Okay, your dilemma. So I have a I have a quiz question. Yes. But the problem is this is a delayed broadcast. Uh, you do have a dilemma. So this quiz can really only be for personally challenging yourself. Okay, so for personally challenging yourself and for bragging rights, what is the quiz? So the quiz is, this is, this is question, clue number one, right? So the question mm-hmm. is, what number am I? And clue one is the chapter in Daniel that tells about Daniel in the lion's den. It's just an easy one. Yeah. Anyway, it's not that easy to be you, honest. If, Come if on you get now. the answer to it, then uh, you can still text us a message or leave yeah. something on Facebook. And if you oh, actually would like to get a prize and get it right, you're going to have to switch over to our live uh, How are you going to do that? Mike? It's actually super easy, much easier than our listeners maybe even uh, think. So all you have to do is jump on faithfm.com.au and you can listen to the live broadcast on the website. Or even which is easier, the better way, the easier way. Yeah, you can jump on the TuneIn app, which is free so, to download. Just go to your app store, mm-hmm. get the free version of the TuneIn Tune app, and then search for Faith FM Australia, and you'll be listening to us live. There you go, the and you can take stuff. that with you anywhere you want. You can run it through your car stereo, you can run it through your headset, you can play it wherever you have access to another device, and you'll mm-hmm. listen to the live show, and you get prizes that way. It's so much more fun. Giveaways, prizes, all kinds of good stuff. You can join in, you can ask us questions, we can answer your questions. It's so much better live. Now, we've got some great things coming up in today's sure show, and we know all do. about them because this is the delayed broadcast, uh-huh. so... We've already done it. <laughs> we've already done it. So we've got, we've got Peter Watts coming in to tell us his story about becoming an story. atheist mm-hmm. to becoming an atheist to evangelist. We'll Indeed. Call it that. Yeah, atheist. I like that. It's a good yeah, title. Yeah, yeah, Accurate yeah. as well. We also have our Love Matters segment with, uh, was it Brother Neil Thompson? His That's name? the guy. He's going to do Love Matters because love does matter. And we also Indeed. have our Encounter with God We're study. talking about the Book of Galatians, Galatians and drama in the Celtic Church. And we have some current affairs that we're discussing. Hmm. Italy in Bible prophecy all coming up very very soon well you're listening to Faith FM we love your company in the morning so don't go anywhere we've got some great music coming up right after this and a whole bunch of other fantastic yeah, I, actually I can't wait to hear what Italy is doing that's in Bible prophecy today what is Italy up to today that's in Bible prophecy can't wait Lyle we'll be right back after this break we're going to listen to Audrey Sad. how can I keep promising
was Audrey Sad. How can I keep from singing here on Faith FM? And Monica, this morning we have a quiz question, which is a super easy one. Oh, come on it now, Lyle. Is. This one's so Give easy. Give the rest come on. of us a chance. <laughs> this is a what number am I? And I already gave the first clue. I'll give it to you again. The chapter in Daniel that tells about Daniel in the lion's den. Mm -hmm. And the second clue is, before a girl's turn came to appear before King Xerxes, she had to receive treatments with perfumes and cosmetics for this many months. (laughs) Now that one's obscure. They should have started with that clue. If they started (laughs) with that clue, I would have been like, I have no idea. I wouldn't have mind being a chick back then because that's a a lot of months to be getting just pampered full time. Can you imagine that's your job? Uh, Months in the day. Day spa, right? <laughs> yeah. Months in the day spa. I would love it. Uh, there you go. Let me give you another number, Lyle. Okay. Nine. Yes. I have the number. What am I supposed to do with this number? Okay. Let me tell you the significance of the number nine. It's not the answer to the quiz, but 9% is how little, that's all, of the 8.3 billion tonnes of plastic that was ever created is recycled. Only nine percent. So what happens to the rest of all of that plastic? Well, I can tell you right now, eight million tons of it every year leaks into the ocean, mm-hmm. which is what my good story today is about. Because we're well, they have those big rafts back. like in the middle of the ocean. Yeah, all sort of. Yeah, those big together. cesspools kinds of stuff. But actually, do you know what? I, I do have a good news on this. Okay. Um, so we're actually now at the t- at the period where we have supermarkets that now have a plastic-free aisle. Because, oh, really? Yeah. You know, Here in Australia? It's, it's probably up around the world. At the moment, yeah. there's like the biggest one is in Amsterdam. Yeah. But do, you, but do you know what? We're actually being put a little bit to shame because developing countries are actually a bit more on the forefront with eradicating plastic. For no. example, I'm serious. Get this right. Kenya introduced the world's toughest laws. You can actually, for the crime of producing, selling, or even using a plastic bag, you can be imprisoned for up to four years. <laughs> for a plastic bag. Or copying a $40,000 fine. That's how serious they are about looking after our planet. You know, and Australia Australia needs to catch up with that because, you know, I've been seeing this on social media a lot lately. There's Mm -hmm. a huge campaign to eradicate straws because straws are like the most thrown away piece of plastic. It's like a tiny little piece of plastic. Exactly. And we keep chucking it in the bin. We're like, oh, it's tiny. It's insignificant. 500 million straws every every day. While you are on your greeny high horse right now. I'm I'm annoyed. (laughs) But it's good that we're making... The Bible says in Genesis chapter 1 that uh, God created man and said be fruitful mm-hmm. and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over it we have given dominion over our world can't doesn't that mean we can just treat it however we like lyle come on now you're a dad right <laughs> just because yes. something's been entrusted to your care doesn't mean you have the right to abuse it and actually i'm going to hit you right back okay, let me go okay. let me go to revelation 11 verse 18 slap in the face take a seat for this, this while yep i'm gonna read the last part of it for rewarding your saints, the prophets, sorry, for rewarding your servants, the prophets and saints, and those who fear your name, both small and great, and for destroying the destroyers of the earth. Okay, so who's, who's, who's doing the destroying here? The good people. The goodies are basically getting to wipe out, well, Jesus' God. judgment, God's yeah. judgment. Yep. Yeah, God's judgment, judgment is on the people who destroy the earth. Okay, so the Bible says, there you go. I've had my uh, my Bible slap in the face this morning. Uh, the Bible does say that we should look after our earth. 
mm-hmm. and that it is a sin to purposefully destroy our earth. And so we do need to be taken care. We, we need to be stewards. Now, there's the word yeah, for exactly. you that we never use Good today. stewardship. doesn't just mean money. Managers. Mm-hmm. Wise managers. And the next time you go to Coles or Woolies, dear listener, just have a little chat to the manager and say, hey, do you know what? Can we have one of those plastic-free aisles? Because how we spend our money is often how uh, citizens like us uh, cast our vote. Well, I went to the supermarket yesterday. Mm-hmm. What did you buy? Webex. They have a plastic liner in them. Yeah, but, 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 but I didn't buy, I didn't get a plastic bag. I was that good for you? I just walked out, I scanned it and put it under my arm and walked out of the supermarket. But you can, like you can now get stuff that looks like plastic that's not actually made from plastic. And some, do you know, some of these supermarkets, they're having this great... Is, this, uh, is, this, is this better for us or worse for us, the... Th- In terms of like leaking into your bodily system, I don't know, but they are biodegradable and they don't use up all your fossil fuels. So they're good in that regard. But I mean, even just like small innovative things, like you don't have to now go and purchase another bottle of detergent. You can just bring your old bottle in and fill up your detergent and that way just keep reusing the same bottle you already have. Yeah, well, I like that idea. That's a fantastic idea. It's just a small idea. That's not big, is it? Why can't we all just be doing that? And of course, we've got this great thing right happening right here in in the Hunter lately where you turn in all of your drink bottles and it becomes money. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and you know, you, you walk down the road because I go for uh, morning walks um, when I'm not joining you here on, uh, on Faith FM. And the sides of the road, of course, is littered by drink bottles. And now you've got motivation not to litter the side of the road because you turn it into money and you've got motivation to pick them up as you go. Money is a good motivator. But we do we do need more choice because, you know, if you think about it, if you go to the supermarket and the things that you want to buy, you often aren't, don't have a choice. Like, you know, I mean, sure, we could like go home and grow our own, you know, produce and stuff and therefore don't have to buy a punnet of tomatoes that comes in a plastic box. But if we want something like rice, like who, who here has the capacity to grow a rice paddy field in their backyard, right? It's, it's unrealistic. And when we go to the supermarket and buy rice, for the most part it comes in a plastic bag and we don't really have a choice so i encourage people to make sure you have a choice go to woolies and just ask the manager that's how change is evoked well we used to be subsistence farmers here in australia back in the day it can be done it can be done and it should be done i think i feel like this age of convenience it was only a small window in our history in 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 the history of the world history of the last six thousand years of the world you know the the uh, industrial age the all of it has been brought into existence by fossil fuels because, of course, plastic is made by fossil fuels. Mm. And these are not renewable resources. And it takes eight times the weight of food on your plate in oil for that food to arrive on your plate Mercy. today. That's a lot of oil. And plastic is so young. Do you know, I think it's only Bakelite plastic that's now only just in the last few years actually become an antique. Um, Because to be an an antique, you have to be 100 years old. Mm -hmm. So it's only in the last 100 years that we've had the existence of plastic. This stuff is so young. We should be able to change our habits and get rid of it again. There's actually a sign of the times here too. Well, there's two Mm. signs of the times. The Bible talks about God at the end of time destroying those who, who will destroy the world. And that prophecy, it was impossible to be fulfilled until our generation. So true. And now we're doing a very effective job at it. The second sign of the time is this, that if, let's say, history was to continue, and, you know, just another couple of, you know, let's say another 6,000 years, the whole industrial age, the industrial revolution, and the information age would be just a tiny blip in the history of the world. It's so true. Because it, it's, it's, it would come and go within the space of uh, two, three, maybe 400 years at the most. Mm. And then we would all be back to subsistence farming like we were before. The population of the world would dramatically drop. It would have to because 
um, you know, it's just exploding too rapidly. And all of this tells us that Jesus is coming back soon. That's really good news, isn't it? Amen. That's very good news. Uh, Lyle, I can't wait. We're going to have a song now, but I can't wait to come back and hear all about the Italians. Yes, what in are prophecy. They up to? Italians in prophecy. Very excited. We have all sons and daughters. We are waiting.
Welcome back. You are listening to Faith FM. And Lyle, before we jump into yes. your Italian hot-headed, scandalous parliament story, yes. I'm going to give another clue. Okay. Oh, another clue for the quiz. Another clue we for We are rattling listeners. through them. I can't believe nobody has answered this because one yet. It's hard. The first one was easy. It's the so second one was just ridiculously oh, hard. Lyle. Okay. The quiz is a what but it number about day am spies. I? <laughs> It wasn't about day spas. Okay, fair enough. How fair many enough. months? How many months does a does a Persian queen get to go in the day spa before she sees the king? Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, it wasn't just the queen. It oh, was no, like no, yeah, Any of the, the any of the contenders for the for the, the queen's position? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like pageant. leading up to the beauty pageant, and they go for like months and on end. So, how many months was it? And then also the chapter in Daniel that tells about Daniel in the lion's den. And then our third clue today is the number of towns set aside as cities of refuge. Yes, I know. I know the answer to this one. Too. I love this clue. Yeah, cities yeah, yeah. Refuge. We need awesome. to talk about okay. cities of refuge one day. All right. So we have a phone number if you want bragging rights and you want to win an album. You can give us a call 1-800-324-843 or text us on 0491-064-669. And, of course, the quiz will be there. The quiz question will be there on our Facebook page. So uh, give us, a, give us a, a, a message there. Any which way you can be the very first person to answer the quiz and the prize is all yours. When you say win an album, do you mean like a family photo album? No, a music <laughs> album. <laughs> Melissa Otto album. Yeah, a beautiful Melissa Otto album. Yes. We love Melissa. Otto, her a whole music bunch of her stuff. So we've been giving it away for a few weeks now. Mm, yeah. probably, probably time we came up with a new one. Tell me about the Italians. Okay, the Italians are in Bible prophecy. The Italian election is really? in Bible prophecy. Yes, it is. Ooh. Yeah, so this is a really cool story. Um, Italian- Wait, the current election is yes, in Bible. Yes, oh, wow. Yes, okay, yes, tell me everything. Yes, yes, it was predicted in Bible prophecy. Okay, so here's what you've got in Italy uh, political mess. Okay. Um, you've got a number of. You've got a whole bunch of parties, and I can't sort of really get my head around all these different parties, and they, have, and they form all these coalitions together so that they can get you know, enough seats to be able to form a government. Do you know why you can't get your head around it? Because when you watch it, they're all yelling on top of each other, they're all talking at the same time, they've all got their arms in the air and their fingers doing that Italian <laughs> thing. That's why you can't tell what's going on. <laughs> Gotta love Italian people, they're the best. Yeah, they're okay. good. So you've got uh, the League, and then you've got the Five Star Movement, and you've got the Democratic Party, which these three... Have got sort of, you know, they're, the, they're your three main contenders, but none of them have enough votes to form government in their own right. Okay. So they've got to form a, 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 a uh, an alliance with somebody, but who do you form an alliance with? Mm-hmm. Okay, so the League is avowed enemies of the Five Star Movement. And between those two, if they could get together, they could form a government. But then you've got the, de- the, uh, the, the Democratic Party, and if they formed a, a a, a coalition with the league, then they would be able to form a government as well, except one's left and one's right. How do you have a coalition of left and right together? Okay, so you have three pieces of a puzzle and none of them fit together. None of them fit together. So this okay. is lots of fun. Okay, but here's the significant part of this whole election. And I think some people may have missed just how significant this is. Mm-hmm. Okay, the league... And the five-star movement, if you combine them together, that's like, you know, a huge chunk of the vote. That's like 70% of the vote. Mm-hmm. No, it's, no, no, not quite quite that much. It's, it's uh, in the high 50s. So, this is in the high 50s. So, there's very much, you know, uh, an opportunity there. And the five-star movement is like, are they left? Are they right? What are they? Nobody can figure out whether they're left, right, or indifferent. They're described as popularist. Oh, okay. So we don't know where they fit in. We don't have a bucket to put those guys in. Uh-huh, uh-huh. All right. So 
both of these two, which are you know just mortal enemies of each other, both have one thing in common. What's that? They are anti-EU. They both want out of the oh, EU. No. So you know, you've Brexit. got you got Brexit. What would we call this one? It texts it. I don't know. <laughs> I text it. We'll call it I text it. Okay, okay. Okay, so we'll call this one I text it for now. All right, so let's go to, uh, and I did say that this was mentioned in Bible prophecy. Okay, if you go to Daniel chapter 2, you have a prophecy which is just amazing. I often call it the ABC of Bible prophecy. And in this prophecy, you have two and a half thousand years of history predicted in advance. Wow. So I don't know about you, Mon, but I can't give you the history of the world two and a half thousand years from now in broad strokes or fine strokes or any other kind of strokes for that matter. Okay, quick rundown. Daniel says he begins, obviously he is um, under the rule of Nebuchadnezzar II in the Neo-Babylonian Empire. He is prime minister of that empire. Actually, he's a student at this time, but he later becomes prime minister of that empire. He has this, or actually Nebuchadnezzar has this prophecy and Daniel explains it to him. So the two of them working together. And in that prophecy, they see that following on from Babylon, which was a world empire, it was the world's superpower in its day. It was the equivalent of the United States. Mm -hmm. It was the ancient United States. Okay. Okay, all right. It was the world's superpower. Following on from that, there would be three more superpowers. Okay. That would rule over the same geographical region, each one successively getting bigger than the one before it, as the Babylonian Empire. Okay. And we know that from history. It mm-hmm, happened mm-hmm. exactly as the Bible said. Uh, so the Babylonian Empire was conquered by the Persian Empire, who have been featured in our quiz, who... Uh, their beauty pageants favoured day spas. I like that. I like that empire. Sounds yes. Good. And that was followed by the Greek Empire and, of course, Alexander the Great. We've all heard of Alexander the Great. And that was followed by which one? Mon, you know your history. Who came and after the Greeks? The, was it the Romans? It was the Romans. <laughs> Absolutely. Imperial Rome came and ruled the world for three times longer and was three times bigger than any previous empire. Wow. So it was massive. It was powerful. They were important. And if you were a historian, you'd say, well, history repeats itself. Another world superpower is going to replace those ones. And then the Bible says something interesting. If you go down to verse 43, it says that Imperial Rome would disintegrate. It would collapse. And it says this, Whereas you saw iron mixed with miry clay, so it symbolizes the collapse of the Roman Empire as a mixture of iron and clay, mm-hmm. strong and weak. Mm-hmm. They shall mingle themselves with the seed of men, but they will not stick one to another, even as iron is not mixed with clay. So basically, this is what God says. After Imperial Rome has ruled Western Europe, it's going to collapse, and it is never going to stick back together ever again. Oh, I see where you're going with this. Okay, so... Imperial Rome collapsed by the year in the West, by the year 476 AD, and of course, um, a later period in the East, but it collapsed. Uh That's that's the important thing Mm -hmm. for the prophecy. And since then, since the collapse of Western Rome, there has never been a generation that has not, not lived 
under an attempt to reunite it again. I was again. just about to say, there's been plenty of plenty of attempts to stick it back together, but none successful. Absolutely. Every single one has failed. And so you can work your way down through, you know, Napoleon, Hitler, so many others have tried to pull it off. Yeah, they've all the European it. Union is simply the latest attempt to stick it back together. Ah, but you and I are living under this it. one. Brexit, of course, blew that apart. And now the Italians are about to do They're fulfilling the prophecy. Absolutely, they are. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so we've got another partial fulfilment of prophecy right here of the prophecy of Daniel 2, but we're going to listen to City of Light. This song is Grace. Thank you. 
That was City of Light with the song Grace, and we have a special guest joining us in the studio this morning. Peter, welcome to the breakfast show. Thank you so much, Lies. Great to be here. What does it feel like to get up at this hour of the morning? Well, I, look, it's not the first time I've gotten out of <laughs> bed sure. this early, but sure. um, <laughs> it's not something I'll probably repeat tomorrow. Are you a morning person? i got to tell you, I am an evening person. I'm a okay. night person. Yeah. You're on yes. my page. Yeah. He's one of me, Lyle. He's one of us. Okay, so Peter, you've got to understand this, is that Monica is in the process of <laughs> conversion. Okay. It's such a process, painful conversion. The process of conversion. So we're encouraging our listeners to call in with all of their hints and their <laughs> tips. And so I've had this experience myself because I, I basically have been an ev- a night person all my life, but I've had jobs where it's required me to get up really early. So you had a bunch of jobs that require you to be up late, of, well, including all sorts one. of different things. Yeah, you can have a long day today. Oh, that could be. <laughs> okay, so Peter, just uh, listening to your accent. Mm, you do must- I have one? Yes, you I do. didn't pick one up. There but you I'm go. guessing that See. means that you're a New Zealander. I'm with Monica. No, he's not a New Zealander. He's not a New Zealander. Because <laughs> <New Zealander. Yeah. laughs> they're the ones that I don't pick up. Like told. <laughs> no, Peter has an accent. Well, he's lived in Australia too long. That's why you're not picking it up. Is Maybe. he South African? He's not South African. Not is quite. He, is he a pom? He's a pom. Oh, you're a pom. Man, your pommy accent is weak. <laughs> weak <laughs> like your teeth. Yeah, I probably got the victory over that some time ago. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but I can put it back on again. It's funny, I was actually, uh, at, um, one of the evenings where I was speaking just the other day, actually, there was uh, two people in the room who were both from my hometown, which was... Oh, uh, really? Yeah, so that was really exciting. So I got to talk to those. So but how, how, how long have you lived in Australia? I have lived in Australia for 25 years now. Oh, you're basically uh, one yeah. of us. So I, well, that's right. We'll and, claim uh, you. Mar- married a dear, sweet Aussie girl, so. Yep. You see, Aussies aren't so bad. That's right. <laughs> we just love to stir the pom. <laughs> okay, so what brought you to Australia? Okay, so yes, um, I was 26 years living in the UK, and uh, I actually came out to Australia as a backpacker, and uh, I came out with a, a couple of other mates, and uh, we started out uh, in Perth, actually, mm-hmm. and uh, and then move over to the East Coast. That's, that's, that's Mon's town. Yeah. Really? And Way it's, to go. it's the one that convinced you to stay, right? Um, I, <laughs> that far. It's, all right. Actually, it's all right. No, I met my wife in Sydney, and so uh, that's what sort of eventually brought me back. I never expected to be in Australia longer than the year. I just came for the backpacking year yep. and uh, end up uh, coming back and staying forever. So, so Okay, far. now let's talk about your spiritual background because um, yeah. you are famously an atheist. Yeah, basically I, I just, um, I, you know, Britain, uh, England, where I come from, is um, quite secular in mm-hmm. terms of its, uh, you know, worldview. And, and I grew up in a, a secular home. Particularly amongst indigenous Brits like yourself. Yeah, exactly right. So um, that's right. So I grew up in a secular home. Um, my father was a, an agnostic, I guess. My brother was an agnostic and I was an agnostic. Although I would have called myself an atheist. My brother calls himself an atheist to this day. Yeah, um, but there's very, very, tr- very few true atheists. This is what I have discovered in the past. It's 99% it's kind of, of uh, atheists are actually agnostics. <laughs> yeah. It's like when I, it was only when I became a believer that I realized before that I was an agnostic. Sure. Um, however, I would have called myself an atheist and, uh, you know, I remember having conversations with uh, people who did believe in those days and I was ve- vehemently defending my point of view. But th- that was just the landscape. I just believed that religion was a waste of time. I Because I, um, it's, it's funny um, in the sense that I wanted to know what was true and what was real, that's all that really mattered to me. Mm-hmm. And um, I had sort of, because I was raised uh, in a secular home, in secular schools, um, learned about evolution, and I thoroughly believed in evolution, the, the molecules to man evolution. And mm-hmm. so so I sort Not of thought, life to life. 
Yeah, I thought I thought the um, the the um, the kind of religious fairy tale stuff was was something that was obviously made up, and therefore. Why would you waste your time with it kind of thing? Mm. That, that's mm. where I was coming from. Now, uh, just very quickly, you were also um, slightly famous in uh, working in pubs and that kind of stuff. Oh, not really famous, not at all. No, what happened there was I, I was working in a cocktail bar. In fact, I was working for a cocktail bartending firm and, um, you know, I would juggle bottles and serve drinks, you know, all night and I did that for four years. But... While we were working there, um, Hollywood had made a, a film with Tom Cruise called Cocktail. Mm-hmm. And the firm I worked for trained the actors for that film, which meant that when that film came out, we went to the premiere and we were doing um, promotional material and stuff when it came out on video. So we would go to nightclubs and other hotels to do juggling and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. to promote the film. So that's that's where that sort of link came in. And it's at that time that a, a guy came to work with me at the bar. His name was Steve. Okay, so you're an atheist working in a bar. I'm an atheist cocktail bartender. And yep. uh, then Steve, my, uh, this guy that I didn't know, uh, he comes to work at the bar. And he and I became good friends. We are doing the same work. Um, and uh, he starts uh, one, one day, basically, we were in working in the cocktail bar, and he said something to me about God. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, that's why, you know, that's just coming from left field. It was like, whoa, you know, uh, w- 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 I have no interest in that. And why would you even talk to me about that? And uh, I just sort of dismissed it and put it aside. He and I were actually studying for a master bartender certificate, uh, believe it or not. And uh, we would knock off work about 1.30, 2 a.m. in the morning and mm-hmm. we'd go around to his house or, or my house, and we'd hit the books. An, an, an evening person, as you were saying. <laughs> an evening person. That's right. That's what, that's <laughs> you came around to his blazer, what, two I think I was the... already an evening person, yeah, but that yeah. really entrenched <laughs> And uh, so we would we would hit the books, and we'd be trying to, you know, memorise lots of cocktails and stuff for these exams that we were going to take. But uh, And he would pull out a folder about the Bible and try and share with me different things about the Bible. And uh, and I thought, you know, this guy's nuts. I don't understand what he's talking about. Um, but, uh, you know... It, it seemed like a hobby to me, and mm-hmm, I, and I mm-hmm. just thought uh, he he was also into uh, the Lord of the Rings. He was a, he was an artist. He drew and he drew pictures from oh, the wow. story of the Lord of the Rings. Yeah. And I thought Lord of the Rings, Bible, same kind of thing. They're just fantasy books, <laughs> oh, right? Mercy. And so that's where I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just said, you know, didn't give him much of the time of day. Much later, we we uh, we both left that bar work and, and did other things. I became a sales rep for a glass processing company and um but we would still connect because we were socializing together he picked up a girl over the bar her name was lisa uh he and his girlfriend me and mine we would go out together and and then uh one day i was at his house it was a sunday i think and uh he opened the bible because he was doing this on you know when we were casually around his house and you know when you've got a friend who has a hobby that's not your hobby and Mm -hmm. you have no interest in it Mm -hmm. but you give them the time of day because you know they're your friend now and this is their thing and and so he'd open the bible he was showing me you know he was saying you know there's lots of evidence around the world geologically that the world has been flooded and uh he was talking about Noah, and i said oh yeah and he said that in the Bible story, God put a rainbow in the sky at the end of the flood. And I said, oh, I didn't know the Bible said anything about rainbows. I didn't know the Bible said anything about anything. <laughs> I mean, I just knew literally nothing. So wait, about wait, 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 just back up a second. What was this guy doing 
becoming a master cocktail. Well, excellent question. If, okay, if, so if he's a Christian. Right. So he was raised a Christian. Right. And uh, he, uh, his, I think his parents had stopped going to church when he was about 13. And so he uh, drifted out of church attendance and mm-hmm. ch- church going he obviously learned all of the stuff that he you know he'd learned in king- kindergarten or whatever mm-hmm. because he remembered a lot of stuff about the bible even though he wasn't walking the walk or well he was kind of talking the talk but it was very interesting because he was living the same lifestyle as me however um at this time he talks to me about the bible and the rainbow and uh i said oh i didn't know the bible said anything about rainbows i'm driving to work the next day in busy birmingham and uh the over the middle of the, it was raining and over the middle of the road the brightest most beautiful rainbow i've ever seen and i saw the rainbow and uh something happened on the inside because i burst into tears which was not usual for me and uh, I, I burst into tears i pulled over on the side of the road and i remember um ringing steve and saying did you see the re- rainbow did you see the rainbow and two things happened when i saw that rainbow and I suppose this was what evoked the emotional response. Yeah, yeah. Number one, I just knew at that moment that there was a God. Yes. For the first time yep. in my entire life, mm-hmm. you know, I, and it, the thing for me is I wasn't looking for God. I wasn't searching for God. I didn't feel I needed God in my life. But at that moment, I knew there was a God. And, and I said to myself, well, I, I knew that that rainbow was there for me. Yeah. yeah. In spite of the fact that a thousand people obviously could see it. I felt that that rainbow was there for me, and that moment probably changed my life because whenever I was with Steve after that, I was, oh, um, you know, uh, tell me more, you know, and he would yeah, open the Bible, and it, wow. I was far more interested in what he wanted to share. Sure. And uh, I think uh, it's funny because the Bible's open right here at Daniel chapter 2, and that's the first passage of the Bible <laughs> that he showed me. Um, hey, we, a lot of people start right there because it's just such a sensational it prophecy. Is. It's one of my favorites. And, you yeah. know, I have one child in the world. It's Daniel. And uh, I named him after the character in that book. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, that's how impact, that's how much it impacted my life. Mm-hmm. And so I mm-hmm. chose to name my son after that. Yeah, fantastic. Okay. So from seeing a rainbow in the sky right. to doing what you're doing right now, we're, we're very quickly. Fill the gap in two minutes. Okay. So, fill the, fill the, yeah, yeah. Okay. So uh, started studying the Bible. Uh, um, discovered lots of amazing things that I had no idea was in the Bible. Obviously, Mm -hmm. prophecy in the Bible helped to uh, confirm to me that the Bible was a supernatural book. It was divinely inspired. Yeah, that's right. Then, you know, Steve would talk about the Sabbath. He would talk about um, what does the Bible say happens when you die? What does the Bible say about hell? What does the Bible say about salvation? Or lots of different things. Mm -hmm. And uh, we started having this little Bible study group, and there'd be Steve and his wife and me, uh, a waitress from the restaurant as well. Mm -hmm. And then Steve uh, said, oh, I need to, um, well, I'll call a pastor I know Mm -hmm. to come and and join us. So we'd have this little home group in his house. And eventually we went to church, um, started going there. That was an interesting experience. And then, um, but you see, I was, though I had mentally assented to the fact that there is a God, I, it's another thing altogether to say, I'm going to give my entire life to yeah, that for God. Sure. And so I had, uh, so I was, you know, Basically, I'd go to the football one week, I'd go to the church the next, mm-hmm. and uh, I'd sort of have this one one foot in both camps, you know, mm-hmm. one, one foot in the world, one foot in the church or whatever, and, and that went on for a little while. Then two friends of mine were going to Australia. They were mm-hmm. planning to go to Australia for a year, and I thought, that'd be a great idea because I love traveling. And so we came out to Australia and um, started in Perth and did a lot of touristy stuff. Then I went over to Sydney because I needed to get a job, and I got two jobs in a day, and I worked at the Crow's Nest Bottle Shop. 
Oh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I was working there. And then I thought, you know what? I'll look up the church while I'm here. And I went down to uh, Chatswood Seventh-day Adventist Church in Sydney and popped in there, talked to the minister there. He, he uh, asked me if I would like to do Bible studies. I started doing that, and I eventually got baptized in Sydney. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the big thing, I think, is not just that uh, I uh, agreed to get baptized, but I was actually praying to God, <laughs> saying, Lord, if you want me to become a Christian, mm-hmm. find me some work in the church, which seems a bit bizarre. But uh, for me, I knew that it had to be all or nothing for me. Sure. It was because I was at like a crossroads of I, I've discovered this incredible truth of, of God and the Bible, and I can either follow that and throw myself at that, or I can say, yes, it's real but I'm going to push it aside. It's not for me. I'll continue in my mm-hmm. regular life, mm-hmm. you know, which was the safer option because that's the life I knew. Mm. And I was so confronted with this notion of if this is true, it, it, I've got to throw, I've got to give, it's got to be all or nothing. Right? Yeah, sure. Absolutely. You know what I mean? I, I did not want, I did not want to be in the church on the weekend and in the pub on Wednesday because mm-hmm. uh, I, I, I saw the hypocrisy of that. And, and I'd rather be permanently in the pub or permanently somewhere else. Absolutely. And so it was an all or nothing thing for me. And uh, I threw my lot in with the Lord and I worked. So from my baptism, the week later, I started working as a volunteer for the church. And you still are. So what are you doing at the moment? Right, right now, let's come up right to the, now, to the uh, present. because that's it up today. How, how many years back was that? So that would have been, well, that would have been 25 years ago this year. Actually. There you go. So the wow. last 25 years has Boy, brought oh, you to this point. Am what, I really that old? What's <laughs> happening right here right in Newcastle? So from that moment to this, I've been involved in sharing the messages that I learned that changed my life. And mm-hmm. so at the moment, I'm running a, a, a program called Is God For Real? Okay. And it's basically, uh, it, it starts out with a little bit of my journey, um, but I, we talk about evidences for the existence of God, evidences for the authority of the Bible, mm-hmm. and then we unpack some of the major teachings of the Bible. Uh, what people, difference does it make? Can people come along and ask questions? Absolutely, yes. So we have uh, a presentation that lasts about 40 minutes, and then we invite people to ask questions, and we deal with some of those questions at the beginning of the next session. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Fantastic. Yeah. Okay, so if you've got some questions about whether God is real or not, you've heard Peter's story here, then come along to the program. When is the, when is the program? Okay, so it's how do we find it? 7 p.m. each Friday and Saturday evening, mm-hmm. and it is uh, to the Walls End Seventh-day Adventist Church. Okay, the easy way to find the Walls End Seventh-day Adventist Church is to find Macquarie College. That's exactly right. It's if you get to Macquarie Road. College on Lake Road, Walls End, and uh, head into to uh, Macquarie College, you'll find the church. That's right. You've got signs out there, people giving We do. We have some like. couple of sail flags waving around there on Friday evening. Fantastic. Okay, so head along there. We have, coming up at this particular time, Carly Fletcher. It's been great to have you here, Peter. Thank and, you. And uh, Carly's going to bring us, teach us to number our days. You're listening to Faith FM. If by reason 